0: Hello, and welcome to another interim podcast, um, our AnchorCast. This one is following up a Catacon 2022 in Dayton, Ohio. I've returned home and unpacked and looked at the new bite dice I bought and a couple of other books I picked mm-hmm. up. What a great weekend we had. Um, I got to run Barbarians of the Ruined Earth uh, Saturday morning for a group of three players One uh, fellow that had signed up wasn't able to make the game. Uh, These guys signed up as a group. They were all friends, uh, had played together before. I got to admit, that made it um, a lot more easy to run, I believe, and more comfortable at the table. Uh, This was the first con game I've ever ran, so I was kind of nervous going into it. Uh, didn't make any mention of it to the players. Um, you know, I thought it would be unfair to lower their expectations that much. Uh, so uh wanted to go ahead and give them a good game. Uh, now, I had played the scenario before, uh, written by Mike Evans, called the uh, Blistered Bunch, and it involved uh, a ransom uh, rescuing a couple folks that had been kidnapped. In my home group, I had ran it for them pre- uh, previously, and we ended up making characters and playing through the adventure, and I think wrapping up in about a four-hour total, so uh, I was pretty comfortable running this. There's not a whole heck of a lot to it as far as intrigue and mystery. It's a fairly straightforward one. that has been uh, written and created for first or second level Barbarians of the Ruined Earth uh, characters, so going into it, uh, had a good expectation of how much time and everything i expected it to go so i had pre-gens ready spent the first 15 minutes explaining the basics of the rules talking about the different classes and letting the guys look over the sheets to see if anybody had any particular classes they wanted to play i had printed out a char- uh, one page character sheet and then i printed out uh, from the pdf of the rules core rule book Uh, the sheets that had descriptions of the character classes and each of their abilities. So everything was pretty much together in a little pamphlet. Uh, The Barbarian, for example, was one sheet for the character and then two sheets of rules explanations. Um, And there was a Death Priest that uh, focuses on using miracles, which are sort of like spells. And I think that one was probably the thickest Uh, with a one-page character sheet there, and four more pages of rules, explanations, and abilities. So they varied in complexity between the Barbarian all the way up to that one. Um, Decided against presenting a Sorcerer, because the spell list would have taken several more pages, and at a first-level Sorcerer, um, I just didn't want to honestly have somebody sit there and go through picking their, uh, schools of magic and then the spells, and I just thought we would, it would be simpler to begin with, uh, characters that has had less choice in their abilities, if that makes, uh, some sense there, since this was just a one-shot. So they were thrown together, um, in the small town of Dead End, and then proceeded to quickly take the hook up for the adventure and get out of town, um, and head straight off towards the, um, uh, the, um, uh, Blistered Bunches uh, headquarters. This was a big difference between how my home game went and the con game, because I spent too much—I guess—too much time, too much latitude when I first started the game out with my home group and let them wander around town, talk to NPCs and uh, things of that nature. And we probably spent a good 20 minutes before they even started off on the adventure per se. Well, uh, the group. At the con game decided to uh, well, with some help and feedback with the home game, we had decided that maybe that was a sort of a waste of time in a sense unless the characters are really enjoying it so at the con game, when I got a sense uh that they just wanted to get into it, we took off. They left town and headed out so um semi long story short uh at least the best I can do here. They proceeded to go through the adventure uh, talking their way through any issues that they ran into uh, because i was going to let it swing either way they wanted to if they wanted to go in guns blazing we were going to have some firefights and things and if they wanted to go about it an entirely different manner in which they they did choose they went um, the diplomatic way and we had a lot of fun with that they ended up sort of befriending one of the guards Uh, that they met, that was on patrol outside, and um, through the judicious use of a curse miracle uh, at the big um, boss fight at the end, uh, they ended up in, in, this is a little, almost like a dream sequence, because the way that the adventure ran at the table, they finished up without having to make a single, there were no no combats, no attacks. They charmed, charmed a couple people by uh, using... the One of the robots had taken the uh, diplomatic feature, which honestly didn't help that much with diplomacy. It just made him not as bad as most other robots. Uh, but we had a couple crucial roles come through, and they were just role-playing and having a good time with it, so we ran. I ran with that direction. I didn't want to force him into a combat, so they ended up playing through the entire, uh, adventure without, uh, coming to blows. They ended up, um, you're supposed to try to rescue the, the two hostages from Red Hot Sally, who is, uh, got a volatile temper, but, um, she also uses a magical microphone as part of her arsenal, and, uh, at one point, um, they come rolling up on the base, and there's, blaring music thump 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 coming from uh you know the upper floor which they come to find out ends up being her her den so as they uh get escorted inside being stripped weaponless um because you know of course who's going to let you just wander into their uh, base of operations bringing in your uh, chainsaws and whatnot Um, so with some deception uh, they got inside and the culmination ended up being a karaoke sing-off mm-hmm. between our Diplomacy Bot and uh, um, Red Hot uh, Sally. And they went through three rounds of uh, <laughs> song renditions and through skill checks and role-playing and actually another use of the Death Priest's um, miracle ability. He summoned uh, a-, a couple ancestral spirits uh, you know, from the dead earth and had them... Uh, like the, the, the ruling or the, the writing of the spell is something or the miracle is something along the lines If you can, um, like a bardic inspiration, you can give uh, some bonuses to X number of rolls on a party member's you know, checks. Well, he rolled uh, maximum amount, I think three uses for those. And the way he uh, described his spell, he had spirits rising from the earth and they formed up behind the uh, diplomacy bot and acted as backup singers for him so they were boosting his uh karaoke ability as it were and they ended up uh, winning the karaoke contest which uh, freed the slaves although they did have to pay over a partial payment uh, and it just turned out um, i thought pretty wonderfully Uh, nobody Went through a fight or anything like that, but as soon you know, when we finished up, they went back to town and stuff, and we we ended up going through the adventure. And we had nearly uh, 45 minutes left in our time slot, so we decided to go ahead and say, okay, let's let's say it didn't happen that way. Let's go back to the uh, meeting with uh, with uh, Mary or uh, Sally, Red Hot Sally, and say instead of the karaoke contest, we go ahead and run through it as if uh, it, it didn't go that well and you know, a fight breaks out. So we went ahead and ran through a a boss fight there and had a lot of fun with it. They got to see the way the rules work for combat, uh, the rules worked for other abilities, and ended up basically the best of both worlds because the way they played through the scenario was fun. Everybody had a good time. I enjoyed running it. And then we were able to go back through and try out the the combat as well. So it turned out uh, to be a very good experience on my end. The players all seemed to have fun and and said that they did. And um, so I gave them the information to check out, you know, do it yourself DIY productions. Um, Mike Evans produces that game. He wrote the scenario. So I let them know where they could find it if they wanted to go ahead and play this uh, at home. So that's uh, how that went. It really was exceptional. Um, A lot of fun. Super nervous. I, I got about four hours sleep the night beforehand because I was just a uh, wreck, sort of nervous about this. Uh, first con game. Ugh. But anyways, um, that, like I said, went much better than I anticipated. Turned out uh, to be a very good experience. Learned a little bit about trying to handle different player expectations and also got a nice uh, lesson of playing with different styles of players than I've been used to because I've been playing with the same uh, group of folks at home uh, over the last year uh, with the pandemic and all. I haven't really played with many other people. A few online with uh, Mr. Means uh, Discord, but uh, also got, uh, uh, let's see, Tom, Tom from the uh, AkataCon, uh folks gave me some some pointers and a little bit of a pep talk before my uh, game Saturday morning, and that helped uh, calm me down a little bit, too. I wanted to throw a thank you to him. Jason Hobbs had also put up a little advice for me through his Hobbs, uh, well, not the Hobbs and Friends. This was through his uh, Random Screed anchor cast, and thanks to Mike Evans for not only writing the game, but also uh, chipping in some uh, good buddy vibes and uh, writing the game and the scenario for this. So uh, thanks, guys. Uh, scenario number two or game number two was later that afternoon. That was uh, again in a three and a half hour slot at a catacon from three to six thirty. So I had four people signed up for the game. Um, I think it was almost ten after three. I had two players at the table. One of them uh, was my wife because she. Was able to get a uh, ticket for that game. The other one uh, filled up before she uh, signed up. Uh, So we had a fellow I hadn't played with before and my wife at the table. Um, So we went over the rules for Castles and Crusades, which was the second game of the day for me. This was the first time I had run this game, the first time I had run this scenario. I have played Castles and Crusades a few times online. Uh, it's a pretty smooth system uh, if you're familiar with second edition Dungeons and dragons it got a lot of feel from that and inspiration from that um, it's another d20 game this one is put out by troll lord games you can find them online they have a large store of many many supplements for their game a lot of setting material uh, overall great uh, a bunch of guys good discord channel uh, also troll lord games uh, I think it's just the Troll Lord Disc Discord there. Um, you can find games on their Discord, and uh, I would recommend them, too. They have, um, I think on Fridays, uh, they run through Roll20 alternating games. So every other Friday you have the A group, and then, then alternating Fridays, the B group that are running in simultaneously but different uh, campaigns. I've been playing with uh, one of those groups for the past month and a half it's a very entertaining fun usually play for two two and a half hours so they're not a big time sink and they get a lot done it's a fun game Uh, so the third and fourth of my players for the castles and crusades game showed up a bit into the explanation of the game we hadn't started the scenario yet but we had went through and uh, at that point with just two players, I had decided for, that they would double up on characters. So I had a handful of pregens, and they had started picking those to go with two each to play through the scenario. Um, it turns out our other players uh, thought the game was at six or three thirty instead of three. so they just showed up late. It turned out to be a fellow um, and his daughter, and I think he either said uh, she was, around eight, I believe, um, had sat down and she had some uh, familiar familiarity with Dungeons and Dragons. So that's where I took the explanation of game there. This was cited as a no experience necessary. Everybody had uh, brought dice and pens and or pencils. Uh, so all I needed to provide were the characters. Um, and these were not, this is an introductory adventure, but these were not introductory characters. Uh, the characters ranged in levels from three to five. Um, my wife picked a barbarian level three uh, one of the uh, the other folks, the uh, young lady picked the rogue who was a half orc um, level four I believe we picked uh, let's see a bar no a uh, ranger was also picked up and a cleric. Uh, so the, the fellow playing the Cleric was familiar with many different role-playing games, and he just said he hadn't played this one, but he's familiar with D&D and 2nd Edition, 3rd Edition, etc. So he was uh, didn't have too many questions at all about um, how the Cleric played. So we had a, a question about the silence spell, and uh, there was another one we ended up looking up. I had brought my player's handbook, so we used that at the table, but other than looking up um, a couple of spells didn't have to address anything uh using uh I had a, the screen, the official screen from Troll Lord Games, but I had only brought it out once or twice to use uh for the list of random names on it and I think that was really about it. Everything else went from the scenario we, Uh used one called uh Shadows of a Green Sky written by Steve uh Stephen Chenault, uh one of the co-creators of the game. Had a good time with this one, honestly. Um, had basically explained to them that uh, since they were not first level characters, that they uh, had already adventured together and had been uh, brought together um, through a benefactor. I believe it was a wizard that had uh, they had finished up a quest for. Hence, some of them had magic weapons and already had uh, you know significant experience. Uh, so, had sent them. Uh, carrying a uh, message to deliver to a wizard's tower to the east, and they did not know this, but the wizard's tower is smack dab in the middle of a town that had been ravaged by the uh, the green sky. So, all sorts of horrible things ensued. Um, I had put together a couple random encounters uh, in addition to what's already written up in case it ran short and I wanted to make sure I was able to fill the time here but quite honestly we ran all the way up till I believe it was right around 6:30, 6:40 uh, when we ended up finishing which at a three and a half hour time slot we filled up with a little bit more but uh, again that was with two players coming in late but we played up until the end uh, everybody seemed to enjoy the system it's fairly simple as far as you are rolling uh, with your ability checks with your six uh, abilities that define your physical mental attributes. So if you've got familiarity with uh, Dungeons and Dragons and that, it uses the same type of abilities, but it doesn't have a skill list. Um, A few of the classes, like a ranger has a tracking ability. The rogue has abilities like climbing, uh, sheer surfaces, picking locks, things of that nature, so it is sort of harkening back to the older style there. I had a lot of fun with this one, um, like we had mentioned, we, ra- I ran through the scenario, pretty much, uh, used the basis of it as it was written, I did throw in the wizard's tower to give them a reason to go there, um, which, yeah, again, as a con game, it was more or less, this is going to start out and I'm going to push you in this direction. If you guys go somewhere else, we'll see where that leads, but for right now, you know, head to the east, go to the tower, do this. So we went played through the adventure, um, they were able to meet and uh, destroy the evil seed that was in the center of town, um, everybody, I want to say we all had a good time, but to be honest, uh, it was like there was a couple sets of dice that were just garbage, rolling uh, terrible. We had, during a couple of the encounters that turned um, into uh, fights, the ranger must have fired six or seven times and hit once. The rogue was uh, had, had uh, tried to do a, a sneak back attack after successfully hiding, jumped out from the shadows, and... and you know, you have these moments that are going to be dramatic, and it's like, okay, let's see, you hit him from behind, and now you rolled a three. Um, A couple of those were a little bit deflating, and I was hoping, and I told them, I was like, I'm a fan of the players, but if you keep rolling like this, I'm sorry, you're, you're, you're just not having luck, and we don't have a system, or at least I'm not aware of, like the destiny points or anything like that to spend you know, to to make your rolls successful. So as far as that went, uh, we had some bad, bad dice rolls. But uh, again, everything was uh, uh, good. It was a good experience with both groups. Um, It was a good, a great learning experience, just basically running games for people I don't know and trying to change things during the game to appeal to what they seem what they're trying, you know, how they act and what they're having their characters do to try to appeal to make sure that their appetites are getting satisfied. You know, I gave the rogue plenty of times to sneak around and check for traps here and there, found a couple, um, and they may not have been there in the first place, if you know what I mean, just so that you can give them some successes to work on um, anyway, it was a, it was a really good time, I'm so glad I did it after the fact, but I didn't want to do it leading up to it, it was petrifying, but, um, anyway, thanks to catacon for, uh, throwing another great con this year, and I'm sure we'll be back next year, uh, sorry, it's like a 20-minute show this week, and I'm also running the Castles of Crusades for my home group on Tuesday, so I might have a uh, after-play report on that as well. So never having had to apologize for this before, but sorry about the long length. Um, everybody have a good rest of your weekend, and uh, thanks for listening.